Oh, we are live. Yes. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, let us know if you can see and hear us okay. If you're listening, let us know if you can hear us. And if you're not viewing, let us know if you can see us. Is that you or me? Because I thought I'd turn my notifications off. Probably me. I think so. You're a bit tinny today, Matt. Have you got your mic on? Mic got your posh on. mic on? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Cindy. Second. How's yeah, that? just sound like you're in a, a tin can a little bit. I was just saying, um, if I'm a little bit groggy today, it's because uh, I've got a really bad toothache. <laughs> Not that anyone cares. You're here to go. hear about right. Amazon. Now, oh, how does that how does that sound? Does that sound better? Much better. You've left the yeah. can. Yeah, you've left the tin can. I was gonna say the microphone was there, I just hadn't actually enabled it. <laughs> Okay, cool. So we've got people jumping on. Just let us know if you like I said, if you can see and hear us okay. Cindy's in the house, as is Paulina. We've got a few other people that have joined us as well. Hello, everyone. This is, I think it's our uh, penultimate one before the end of the year. Yeah, we took the took the tin can off. Well done. Well done. <laughs> My part. <laughs> It is what it is. Don't you worry about it. But yeah, I thought, do you know what? I'm pretty sure you had a posh mic and it, it sounded like that posh mic had been turned off. For once I was right. There we go. Yeah, you were. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no gonna... point paying for a posh mic and then not actually using it, is there? Well, that's exactly the sort of thing I would do. On on, on exactly... a podcast of all things as well. Yeah, exactly. That is the sort of thing. Right. I've got all the comments up. I can see and hear everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Sean's joined us. Hi, Sean. Welcome. Victoria as well. James. Lots of people jumping on. I'm trying to look at all the different comments and everything. So afternoon. Hope everyone's well. Do you know what? Just before we dive in, because there's something, a couple of specific things I want to talk about today, uh, specifically things that have happened in the US market. But um it's like with anything now, um, there's so many people that cross sell on different global markets anyway. Obviously, we sell UK and US. Matt, you don't sell in the US, but, you know, you sell in Europe and the UK. Johnny, the same. Most people, you know, a couple of people I know already on here um, are selling in the US anyway. So we used to kind of stay away from those US top topics, you know, unless we were absolutely certain that they were going to transition over here to the UK market. But so many people sell in multiple markets now, I think it's worth discussing, especially when there's something, you know, quite big happens. We don't know yet whether or not it will transfer to the UK market, but definitely there are points that I would be incredibly surprised, you know, they didn't transfer, to be perfectly honest. So I think it's worth a conversation, especially when everyone's getting into Christmas mode and people are starting to wind down uh, a little bit because those kids break up at the end of this week. So this is when we start seeing most people hanging up their Amazon uh, kind of boots and 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 really taking their yeah. time off. But I want to talk about that a little bit as well, because, you know, one of the things I always talk about this time of year is really maximizing this time off now. Um, you know, you guys have worked so hard for the year and we don't get a lot of downtime when you run these type of businesses you know like I said my face is the size of a basketball with this blooming <laughs> tooth thing that I've got going on but I still got to do the work you know I still got to 
uh, do my work nonetheless. So when it comes to this period of time um, when you run your own business and, you know, providing this is what you do and you haven't got a day job as well, then I really encourage everyone to just maximize it as much as possible. Switch yourself off, spend time with your friends and family, have a few Christmas tipples and just enjoy the season really. Because like I said, there's not many times throughout the year where the whole world pretty much um, takes the time off, you know, for you, for everyone to have a bit of downtime, right? That's just so true. Uh, this is totally my downtime. Um, uh, it's my only real downtime, I would say. I know people, you go on a holiday and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's um, other people are still working and I think there's a bit of FOMO there. You know, you're missing out on deals or, you know, stuff's, or, you, or things are happening in your business that, that, you know, you need to be aware of or issues. I think Christmas is the rare time of year where literally the whole world stops. And therefore, mm. you can take a genuine break without any any worry of oh, I'm, I'm missing out on all these different bits and pieces. You know, um, I'm missing out on all these deals, or my staff are all working. I mean, I I, I don't know what people what people's plans are because I know it's one of them questions people say to me, what do I do? I still ship in at Christmas or do I stop? And the answer is do whatever you want, do what do whatever works for you. You know, genuinely, yeah. there's no harm in shipping in. Um, equally, some people work re really work really hard over Christmas. Um, in terms of, particularly those who do retail arbitrage, that period mm -hmm. yeah. New Year, Same January, yeah. it's the busiest for busiest for sourcing there is. Um, so yeah, there's this there's kind of that element to it. This year, particularly, I think I will um, I will be taking a big break. I'm normally go very hard on retail arbitrage, but I've been pretty recently. I found myself pretty burnt out um and I, i'm not burnt out but this is this is one of them things is being aware of when you get you're getting burnt out and putting the stops on before you get burnt out i've been doing a lot a lot of things certainly with with this group and obviously the podcast and my own business is absolutely flying so it's been very tiring year i would say so i'm, I'm really looking forward to just a, a stop <laughs> oh absolutely i must admit a suspension or with you know <laughs> account being withheld we are going to maximize our time off you know particularly for me obviously um and i know like many of you out there as well that have got kids so i tend to align my time off when the kids are off my kids aren't going to be babies forever well i mean they're not babies now they'd hate it if i call them babies now but you know i still whilst they live under my roof and i pay for them i still call them babies so um you know they're not going to be babies forever so i need to maximize that time with them as much as possible and like i said oh my goodness this year has had its ups and downs it has been a roller coaster uh in terms of amazon personally you know, from, like I said, suspensions, X amount of money lost this year uh, because of that. And obviously what we've been through recently as well. But not only that as well. I mean, I think there's been a general kind of roller coaster ride for everybody, whether you've been impacted by deactivations, if you've had your account put on hold, if you've had all of these different, you know, things taking place. I, I, this has been one of the most kind of turbulent years um, from Amazon but without Amazon actually really making massive changes, it's just been, you know, the market just seems to have shifted a bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely would agree with that. Been a bit of a bumpy year, I think. Um, a bumpy I, year, that's I don't know if, again, a lot of this is, I, I keep, keep referencing COVID, but it's such a major event. 
is was a lot of this change coming because Amazon plans very far ahead. Like I reckon Amazon's discussing if Amazon Amazon execs having a meeting today, they're probably discussing what's happening in twenty twenty seven. You know, yeah. that's how far ahead they plan. Was a lot of this change is coming anyway, and they kind of just put the brakes on for COVID. Twenty twenty three is probably the first proper year where everything's completely normal, and they've just gone, yeah, let's implement all these changes, and it's all been all been quite a lot it's just a lot of little things i think this year <coughs> yeah definitely and i think the reason why i wanted to discuss these fee changes that are coming um that have are, are coming into effect and some of the big changes that are already coming into the uk so we're going to have a, like a, a news round kind of roundup of all those things um whilst amazon isn't the most transparent and isn't very good at signposting us what's going to be coming in terms of how responsive the platform's going to be to to sellers it's these kind of fee announcements that give us our biggest you know or policy announcements that give us our our biggest indication of the direction in which we think the platform is going to be going over the next couple of years and what they've just released in the US in my opinion is one of the biggest uh, indicators for what Amazon want over the next couple of years because it's a big change for me. Um, you know, spoiler alert, it's definitely <laughs> them. We already kind of knew this anyway that they're not opening any more fulfillment centers. We've talked about it. it's not storage by Amazon, it's very much a case of Amazon have spent X amount of time ensuring that sellers are not using their fulfillment center as storage centers, they, they want quick sell through rate. And for the first time ever in these new fee announcements, they have basically said, do not even bother sending us more than 30 days worth of stock. Don't bother yeah. because we're going to penalize you for it, uh, essentially. So we are now, we are out of the, the realms of um, Fulfilled by Amazon, which, you know, is still the best solution. Uh, nothing's going to beat it on price. Still, even with these fee changes as well. And I don't want to do a Debbie Downer. I don't, because I I kind of got caught up a little bit in it when I first saw it. And, you know, it, the inevitable, oh, Amazon's dead. You know, all these kind of comments <laughs> kind of come along. So I want to I take a slightly different uh, approach to it and say that you're still not going to get a better service at a better price if you are in e-commerce. It's as simple as that. So unless you are somebody who can compete in terms of costs with Amazon, yeah, things are going up. But I just made a video today about, uh, you know, costs and, and, and things like that as well. And everything's going up. We can't expect them not to put their prices up. And I think sometimes they get a really bad rap for that. But in reality, shipping's going up. It's still continuing to everything that relates to this infrastructure is still continuing to go up. So what do we expect Amazon to do to continue to absorb the price? No. Yeah. No. Chris, but we should put, put, uh, put this in. So Chris has just said, actually, just <laughs> quite, yeah, because then we, we sometimes assume everyone knows what we're talking about, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's to do with the new fees that are coming in place in America. So not here. Yes, it's the new low stock, high stock kind of fee. But I'll run through it. And just to reiterate, like I said, these these charges are not guaranteed to come over here. So if you're an Amazon yeah. US seller, either if you're, you know, UK resident and selling in the US um, or European resident selling in the US, uh, you are, these are going to affect you. Um, if you are not selling in the UK, uh, the US, they will not affect you at the moment. 
but for me, I like to run through it because I do think there are some kind of um, telltale signs for what is to come and Amazon's mindset on what they want. Um, I think we likened it, myself and Johnny, last week. It's through after a period of growth. Uh, it might have been you, Matt, actually. Sorry, I can't remember who, who we were talking about this with. Any company, regardless of size, after a period of growth, will always go back and look at costs, analyze them, and they will try and streamline as much as possible. And that's what the period that we're in at the moment, that's the season we're in from Amazon at the moment. They've gone through an exponential period of growth, 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 uh, just absorbing costs along the line. Uh, now their growth has staggered. So now they're looking at their bottom line. That's what that's what this is about, uh, essentially. And big, fat, expensive costs like fulfillment centers and staff and all of these different types of things, they're going to be cutting. They're going to be cutting, baby. That's, you know, that's what I foresee over the next year or so. Yeah, totally agree. I think we, we were discussing this year. Amazon's definitely in a, in a profitability stage now. Um, and it makes sense for them. You know, they've been going 20 years of consistent growth. Interest rates are very are, are creeping back up again. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's expensive to take on debt to invest and all this. And I think they're very much trying to go, right, we've had 20 years of growth. So now it's time to, you know, to, to make profit to um, uh, please the shareholders. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. The whole The whole mantra on delivery charges and things like that. Um, interestingly enough, so I've got a really interesting fact for you. I was reading some um, some articles when you when it comes to home delivery, so specifically what Amazon do, ninety percent of the cost of home delivery is in what's called last mile delivery. So the last mile to the customer, i.e., you know, getting it on the van from the warehouse to the customer. It's not the moving it around the warehouse, not moving it around the, the country or whatever in big lorries. It's the last mile delivery. And I think Amazon is, is is making a play. I've certainly noticed there's a lot more Amazon lockers popping up, a lot more places you can have delivered things delivered to. Um, that is all in aid of reducing the last mile cost because the last mile costs have increased significantly. Again, the biggest thing is wages have gone up quite a lot in, in recent months. That's put the last mile costs up. Um, vehicle prices, I know this is not something that's often considered. You think about the price of vans in recent you know recent mm. years, skyrocketed. Think how many vans Amazon runs. You know, it's going to be a huge amount of vehicles for, for, for a small number of orders. Again, another cost that's gone up massively. Fuels are, are high, you know. I know I know lorries use a lot of fuel, but what you don't think is that the actual per unit cost is very low when you put them on a on a 40-foot trailer, but when it's in the back of a van and it's got to drive three miles up a lane to somebody's house who lives in the sticks, that's very expensive. So um Amazon is definitely looking at ways it can reduce its logistics costs in order to make more profitability. Um and I think we will talk about this a bit more, but I think one of the things we're gonna start seeing um for those who've been around for a while. Um, used to, when you created shipments, Amazon used to tell you where to send the goods to. And it used to be, say, it would often split shipments. It was an absolute nightmare. Um, and then Amazon got customer feed, you know, seller feedback who said, yeah, we don't like this. It's a nightmare for our business. So then he started creating hub, hub and spoke method, i.e. you ship it to one place and then they distribute it around the country. That's why you have your FC transfers. Yeah. I think they're going to go back to uh, a direct to fulfillment center offering that they used to do when they first started FBA. 
Correctamondo. They absolutely are. Um, and that's what's being offered in the US. And these are the things that I think we're going to start seeing transition over here. So it's funny, Sean said there about Amazon talking yes. drones too. Absolutely. This was the big thing before the pandemic. It was all like they were using the doorbell technology to be able to, um, that's why they bought Ring essentially does mm. anyone remember that i feel like i'm going back back to the future yeah, yeah, three yeah. years ago that we were having these conversations three years ago before the pandemic about the reason why amazon bought ring they wanted that doorbell technology to be able to you know track these drone deliveries and things like that so that was a big thing that all got put on hold i suspect very much that will be coming back i agree with matt we're definitely going to start seeing more of those kind of lockers but it's just little things like the whole infrastructure of delivery so i'm doing loads of vintage at the moment it's my new favorite selling platform forget amazon uh you know vinted <laughs> is my new favorite selling platform uh, i just love selling everything on vinted at the moment so super easy it's ridiculous it won't always be that way forever uh you know they'll, they'll start becoming awkward at some point i've got no doubts about it but what i will say is um even if even since i started selling on vinted now some of the options used to print labels at home now they want you to go in store and print a label. So maybe someone doesn't have to come and collect it and all these different types of things. So it's all this streamlining that we're seeing. And again, something, if you've only been selling on Amazon in the last three years during the pandemic, I appreciate it very much looks like Amazon's just, you know, raising prices. They're just doing this. They're just doing that. What you probably don't realize is before the pandemic, they've reduced a load of the prices inbound ups cost i still don't think we're paying as much as we were five years ago for ups no we're not, inbound, not. you know cost and about i remember i think we had a podcast a few months ago we looked this up it was yeah. five five sixty four was the standard yeah. size 20 uh, 15k boxes were 564 in mm. 2016 and then what yeah. three 380 something now yeah Exactly. So it's things like that. And, you know, it's a bit like what they always say, don't they, on a uh, on a like if you if the government's got any bad news to give out that they, you know, try and release it on like a, a big event kind of day. And this yeah. is sort of what's happened with Amazon, but in reverse, believe it or not, when we talk about these fees, there are actually fee reductions as well. But everybody looks at the big fee increases because that's that's, you know, blinkers that's all we see yeah. uh essentially so i'm um, that's why i want to go through it which we'll, we'll jump on in a moment but just uh have a look at the, some of these questions so welcome everyone that's joined us as well um <laughs> sean said at least there's no strikes this year how much did that muck up everyone's q4 last year as well so you know when i always think this biz i always think q4 with one hand it delivers the other it can take away yeah it, you know, and that happens every year in different aspects. Last year it was the strikes. Year before it was something else. Blah. You know, for us this year, for many sellers this year, uh, Q4's taken away massively by these account reviews and deactivations and things like that. So you just got to expect the unexpected. It's it's as simple as that when it comes uh, from Amazon. Completely agree with what Sean is saying here. This, for me, is the biggest opportunity next year. If you are not part of the hive and do not know how to create new listings as per what Amazon wants, 
then you're going to get left behind. It's as simple as that. I'm not going to go into a big sales spill about it. I actually don't feel I need to um, because our results speak for themselves. I literally, I'm just waiting for permission from, from the person to share the screenshot who said, I, I never share anyone's, um, you know, things that are, sh are shared with me without asking permission. Um, I just had someone message this morning uh, just saying what, you know, fantastic period of sales that they're having, you know, 10,000 pound days, 5,000 pound days, member of the hive, implementing all of those, uh, you know, all of those things that we teach in the hive, uh, massive success, uh, six figure Decembers, you know, all of these different types of things, because they are selling outside the box, you know, and they're not doing what everyone else is doing. And this is someone who was massively selling inside the box, uh, pure arbitrage, uh, selling in the UK, and um, saw it, it wasn't working in the way that it used to. So pivoted, made some changes, <clears throat> massive Q4, started the year in the loss, is going to end the year massively in profit because they took that chance. So if you are not joining the hype, and I hate, I hate to be that person as well because it feels like we're being opportunist, but, you know, the hive is, is been going for a year now. It's got lots of incredibly invaluable um, content in it. So, you know, spoiler alert, um, there's going to be a joining fee that's going to be added to the hive. Uh, yep. next year for new joiners so it's the we've undenied haven't we matt for ages on what to do do we put the price up do we do a joining fee do we stagger the content should yeah. we do this and we do that and we've just literally every single one of those options had an issue in in some way or another but ultimately we knew out of respect for the people that have been members for the last year we couldn't keep charging the same price uh, because, you know, someone could just come in, absorb all the content and pay the same as someone that was paying that had joined six months ago. Now, uh, my argument will always be they've had six months to action it. So, you know, that's where the value comes in in terms of that. But at the same time, literally the thought of someone being able to jump in for all that for 99 quid and you know, it's worth thousands, thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, that information. Yeah. So we have to put a joining fee on it. It's as simple as that. I, I didn't mean to announce that then. It just, it just happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, for those who are already in the hive, it won't make a difference. But for those... Yeah, of course. If you're already in the hive, it, it really doesn't make a difference. <laughs> so, you know, you guys, we have such a, a high retention rate anyway. So I don't need to tell you guys that. You'll, you'll be staying anyway as well. So, uh, because I'm telling the hive too well, but do you know what the funny thing is? It's like, um, the, the data, the testimony, it doesn't, doesn't lie. You know, this stuff works. It's proven. It's, you know, that's what we do. It's current uh, as well. That, I think that one of the biggest things that people don't appreciate is the currentness of the data because the yeah. model, we, we've, there's a reason we've done the hive in the way we've done it because things change and and like with the um generic listings you know if you'd have bought a course three years ago that course is now worthless because the information's not up to date but by being in the hive if something changes we'll say look guys this has changed this is the new process and um, a good example is ebay we're discussing ebay at the moment people who bought you know who watched my course years ago there's changes to that i, I the things i said then which were relevant then 
I'm now saying, well, this is now the better way to do it. And this will, this is how you stay ahead of the competition because you do what, yeah. what this, what 2023 is demanding, not what 2021 is demanding. And also some of the things that we say, even some information, there's some information in the hive, which I've obviously warned everyone about, you know, to do a generic listings, which was okay when we launched. Now it's turned so much that it could absolutely put you in a position. Um, it could put your account in trouble, you know, essentially, um, because it was okay. Now it's not. It's as simple as that. So that's why we keep up to date. You should sell on some TikTok shop you're made for the shopping channel. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I've been ever told something so much in my life, so much so that I've actually started looking into it because there's a few things that we sell within our business that would sell really, really well um, on TikTok. And so um, it's one of those platforms I've ignored for long enough and it's not going anywhere and it's just getting bigger and the opportunity is getting bigger. So personally, we will be exploring TikTok next year. And obviously any type of success that we have with that will be filtered into the hive. But what I would like to do, because I don't like to, I don't like to teach anything I don't do myself. I th yeah. We need to bring someone in with TikTok selling experience. I mean, I, I'm not one of these people that would do a course sell five quids worth of stuff and then put it into the hive and say, wow, now we've got TikTok. I want to bring someone in that's like a TikTok guru, uh, you know, like a proven TikTok guru. So would absolutely, that's one of the big goals next year. So, um, you know, we, you invest in us, we invest in you. It's as simple as that. Um, the hive has got a, a meetup scheduled for January as well, which is, you know, one of the perks of being a hive member. Um, you know, one day, is one of the perks of being a hive member another and the next day is like a very highly highly subsidized um you know we have to offer for a little bit of contribution um and yeah but it's highly 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 subsidized um in order to get all of the hive members that want to attend uh, to get their year started off right it's like a planning session that we're going to be doing in person second week of January so all of those type of benefits Massively included. Anyway, I'm not selling it. I promise. <laughs> well, I am. I am. Join, join, join. This is the opportunity to be able to do it. Jonathan says, TikTok shop, definitely good. Sold my first item last week. No ads, no videos, only organic. Fantastic. Really, really great. Um, yeah. I, it's one of those things I've tried to ignore TikTok, thinking that it'll probably go away, but it absolutely won't. So we need to set up and... Uh, uh, and we need to do it. And I kind of missed the whole Instagram thing because I thought that that wasn't really going to go anywhere. Not that it wasn't going anywhere. Just I don't Instagram just didn't really suit me. Whereas, yeah. you know, TikTok, I think when they extended the length of the videos, that's when uh, I thought, oh, bit of me, bit of me. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a QVC seller for sure. <laughs> Right. Okay. I'm gonna sell Prime on TikTok. Definitely packing the packing the things, doing this, doing that. I think it would be cool. I'd love next, it. The I'd, next I'd... wakey wines, yeah. Exactly, wakey wines for sure. So, uh, why Manchester for the meeting? I knew we were gonna get this because no matter, no matter where you pick, someone's disappointed. But we did a poll in the group, and Manchester was was joint top with London, um, and we can host a better 
then we can host a better event in Manchester for half the cost. So we can yeah. put more, we can either reduce the costs for the members. Um, I think Manchester generally is very good transport links for most people, you know, mm. and also uh, Manchester is good for people from north of Manchester because uh, people from the south don't realise, but, you know, there is a whole country above Manchester. So, you know, if you're coming down from Scotland, then it's quite a good location for that. So, yeah, that's why we chose Manchester. Yeah, and this is the first event of the year as well. So we've guaranteed that we're going to do two a year. One's going to accommodate the north and one's going to accommodate us southerners down here. So, you know, it's like I said, we're always going to try and accommodate as many people as possible. But there is always going to be someone that's going to be disappointed, uh, unfortunately. So we do apologize for that, but we have to pick somewhere. We can't be all things to all people uh, at all times unfortunately so i promise that there will be another meetup that will be accommodated towards the south of the england maybe someone like southampton or uh well, i think we've decided southampton would be a good, a good spot for anyone you know that doesn't want to go north of the wall i.e the what for gap so uh <laughs> yeah anything will be good for that so yeah apologies but yeah we can't please everyone unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, Ahmed's joined us hello Ahmed hope you're well hope you're thinking about coming to the Hive meetup uh and it's the second week of January by the way so but we still got to confirm dates I love it meeting in Leicester I heard the meetings in Leicester are better no <laughs> definitely in Bournemouth definitely in Bournemouth is the best place for the meets but you know, even I lost out on this one. Normally, I, I'm like a spoiled brat. Normally, I stamp my feet and I get my way. But even I agreed. I was the one that pushed Manchester a little bit because we went out there and I, I found it. If I thought if I can get there really easily from Bournemouth, anyone else can. Yeah. You know, you might have to fall asleep. And you were, you were, you were impressed, weren't you? You were impressed. Really impressed. <laughs> really impressed. Uh, I yeah. love London for visiting. Um, I'm an ex-Londoner anyway. But... I really was very, I was quite taken with Manchester, how I liked the vibe of it. I liked the cosmopolitan vibe. I liked, it was a kind of mix between, it wasn't too like, London's too London-y for me. Mm. Um, but, so, and where I live sometimes a bit too un-London-y. So it was a, definitely a nice, uh, um, a nice mix of the two. But yeah, very much liked it. Loved the people, loved everything. So, Chris says won't be able to do it. It's my employer, Dirk. I mean, we could. We're almost. We just haven't confirmed, but it will be the fourteenth and fifteenth of January. So, if yeah. that helps, Chris, if you can, if you can get it, uh, you can get yeah, it. Yeah, the networking day is a Sunday. Networks a Sunday. To networking events a Sunday. So, uh, hopefully, yeah. that that should be good. So, um, we we we. This is this is this is ninety nine percent. We have we have to push the button on this, but it will be. Sunday afternoon networking event, and then Monday is going to be um, a private one-to-one -one sort of um, coaching day, planning day, face-to-face uh, -face training uh, at the same same venue on on the Monday. So that's going to be the plan. But we'll discuss further in the hive for hive members tonight. Unfortunately, Ahmed, for once, I am going to be macromy less. He is not going to be coming, unfortunately, because it's kids and, and everything like that. And he's way more popular. Do you know what? I should just send him, actually. He's way more popular <laughs> than me. Everyone loves Matt more than me. He steals all of my friends. He steals everyone because everyone just loves him way more than me. So I'll just send him instead, I think. I'll stay at home with the kids. <laughs> 
Yeah, Southampton definitely uh, would be great. So, yeah, uh, that's the sort of area Southampton Reading that we'll we'll look at in the future. Right. Uh, let well, us... Yeah, we don't want to turn this into a Hive meetup chat, do we? I we'll, know, we'll, exactly. We'll discuss this tonight on the Hive Live um, for everybody. Just yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll post it, obviously, because anyone yeah. that does join before then will be able to take advantage of that yeah. meetup anyway as well. So let's jump in. I'm, I'm actually going to share my screen, if that's okay. Uh, weren't expecting that, anyone? Like? I was not expecting that. No, entire screen. Okay, let me jump in. Here we go. I'm going to stay like this. You guys, I'm going to talk through it so you won't be able to, um, you won't be able to, you, you don't need to read it that much. Nobody judge my inbox, please. I've just gasped in horror. Oh my God, don't judge my inbox. So what I did was I just copied this over from the uh, the news section on Amazon. So. As I said, this is an update to the U.S. referral and fulfillment um, by Amazon fees. But there's a few little doozies that ha Amazon has thrown in there as well. But I wanted to be able to talk through it in a little bit more detail. So we've got a load of blurb here. And if you've seen the screenshot, you would have seen this. It's just Amazon talking about, um, you know, the successes that they've had as of the end of July more than 1.8 billion products uh, or units were delivered uh, either same or next day, which is nearly the four times the delivered uh, at what um, at the speeds that they were delivering in 2019. And they essentially go on to say that this is one of the biggest considerations that they want to continue with moving forward. And as a result of that, that's why some of these fees have come into place. So when you're dealing with a country like America, which is so fast geographically, geographical um, considerations really do have a massive impact on not only shipping, but also whether or not you get the buy box in the US. Um, there is a lot more weight on those geographical locations uh, with selling in the US than there is in the UK. But again, it doesn't necessarily mean that some of these things that we're going to talk about are not going to come into effect in the UK. But like I said, this is a compounding effect of Amazon very much looking at its bottom line and also seeing what the best service they can offer for the Amazon customer, whilst at the same time trying to stay ahead in what I don't know if you agree, Matt, but in the first time I can really see in TikTok shops in particular, what could be a true competitor coming onto the market to take some of their their customer base? Yeah, I think so. Certainly for the Amazon, a lot of the kind of cheap private label products, I think Timu and TikTok shop are going to be a genuine rival to Amazon. I wouldn't say premium brands. I don't think they're going to be a rival to that. But certainly on the, the cheaper end, the everyday items, I think I think quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> for us, um, it's definitely something that it's a little bit, they're not panicking, but they're planning. They're planning mm -hmm. for having the, knowing that these are serious competitors. I think they did really, really well in fighting off probably Walmart and keeping them at bay a little bit. Whilst it's still growing, um, it, didn't turn out to be the competitor that many hoped it would. Uh, but Timu, TikTok shops, definitely they are going to ruffle a few Amazon feathers. And believe you me, Amazon, 
we haven't really seen the impact of what Amazon is prepared to do to keep hold of its customer base. So, you know, there's going to be things that will be coming into the future. So they're basically saying these investments result in a higher customer satisfaction and therefore more sales for you, which, you know, you can't knock them for that. That's absolutely no. right. That's the reason why Amazon is as successful as it is, because it is it has fantastic customer service. You know, whatever way you want to look at it. We forget that when we become sellers. Um, but, you know, it no, nothing can be rivaled in that respect. So what it's saying, as we look to 2024, we're going to implement a new set of fee changes that will continue to provide you with great value that also allow us to partner together and offer customers amazing services whilst reducing our collective costs to do so. So we were talking about that. They are very much looking at their bottom line uh, and saving in places that they can uh, whilst also maintaining or even increasing Amazon customer service. Believe you me, in the US, they want to get everyone on same day, either same day or next day delivery. They want to get rid of that two day delivery if they can. Um, so after all these changes, we expect the sellers will see an average increase of 15 cents uh, in fees per unit sold. So what they've done is they've added up all the different fee costs. Uh, they've minused off the fee reductions and they think that the average person is going to see their fees increase per product by around 15 cents, which again, if you look at it from a positive, I've got my positive pants on today. <laughs> if we look at it from that point of view, that's not too bad, right? No. You know, not if you're making 20 cents per item, but, you know, if, if you're in a really high margin, yeah, it's going to impact you a lot more. If you are a, a dollar a person profit, yeah, you're going to lose 15%. But at the same time, there will be opportunity for you guys to increase your prices anyway as well. So, um, and again, lots of, you know, kind of justification, just saying that the Amazon fulfillments fees will continue to remain an average of 70% less than all of the other comparable two-day shipping methods, uh, which are offered by major third-party logistic providers, which again, true story, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, this is where it all comes together. So this is where they are talking about the impact on these fees. So as we'd already said, and as Matt was talking about earlier, that kind of last mile delivery, very much more so the case for the US. And what Matt was talking about with inventory placement is going to be a very key part of selling on Amazon moving forward. It's almost like we knew and built a software around it, ready to go for Ooh. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> but uh, we focus on how we can partner together to impound, to place inventory across our network. So this is what this is about. So in the US, you've been able to do it for some time. You can actually pay a privilege to have all of your inventory going directly to one fulfillment center. So you, you've already been able to do that in the US for some time. Now, when it first came out, people were like, oh God, that's why should I have to do that? It used to be free. Um, well, it's not free anymore. And now it takes so much longer with uh, fulfillment center transfers and, and things like that. So um, 
it's no longer a free service. And not only is it no longer a free service, it's also you could be massively delayed if you don't use it. So what it is saying, they will now introduce an inbound placement service fee for any standard and large bulky size products to reflect the cost of distributing inventory to fulfillment centers close to customers. So in a nutshell, what this is saying is if I send 100 units, uh, if I'm selling in the US and I'm based in Texas and I send 100 units in uh, to my local fulfillment center that gets distributed between Canvas, Arkansas, you know, other kind of southern states, what Amazon want me to be able to do is to be able to, uh, then what will happen is it will get received and then they will allocate it around the country, okay? Fulfillment center transfers, because obviously it's cheaper for them to do that than it is for um, us to, you know, for them to put it on a truck and individually deliver it from Arkansas to California, right? So that's going to be super expensive. Um, so that's what they're talking about. Those are the type of costs that they want to reduce. So what they were saying is what you'll be able to do is if you pay this inbound placement service fee, then what they were going to do is they will give you an option to pay reduced fees or even no fee when you send a shipment to a single location or multiple locations. And these will be like strategic locations based all around the country. Now, these fees are set to come in in 2024, uh, March, and they will also, this is why they're incentivizing it. They want you to do this. So they will also charge these fees 45 days after your products are received as well. So you get more time to pay this fee um, for your goods to be sold. So they go on to detail what you know they think it will uh, cost they will average around 27p per unit what i do like about this is they're doing it per unit they're not doing it as like x amount per box so it's going to be quite yeah. expensive um so you know if you're selling 100 units 27 cents per unit that's what 27 pounds is that right 27 cents uh, 27 dollars so 27 cents, and if you're sending 100 units, that's going to be an extra $27. Yeah, yeah. It's going to cost to send in. So, you know, they're, they're very clever in the way that they're wording it. But what they're saying is that they could potentially reduce your fulfillment fee rates by 20 cents. So actually, the difference that you'd only be paying would be something like 7 cents, and you would have 45 days extra to pay it, which I don't think is that bad a deal and you get an inventory placement service which means you don't have any or you have less potential um transfers which means that your stock will go into stock quicker to its final destination and it does go on to say i can't remember where it says it it does go on to say that actually by utilizing this inbound placement service and maintaining sufficient inventory levels it does enable them to place inventory closer to customers, which means they will reward you more as a seller and give you a much higher percentage of the buy, uh, buy box as well. So they're incentivizing people as much as possible to utilize these placement services, which overall reduce their bottom line because they can't change anything. 
So no. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um, they can't change the fees that they're going to be paying because that's their business model. So what they're trying to do is incentivize people to utilize this that will reduce their bottom line overall. Does that make sense? Makes sense. So it's not cash grab that people think it is. It's strategic from their point of view. Now, we don't know the impact that it's going to have because obviously if all of a sudden everyone start using it, yes, it's going to be a bit of a cash grab. And there's not going to be a huge incentive to buy box um, because if everyone's using it, you know, you're not going to see much more of an incentive. So, but that's going to take some time. It's, you know, it's almost going to be a little bit of a saturation of the service. It's going to take time for that to come into place. And, and America's a big ass place as well, to be perfectly honest. So even if saturation does occur in that marketplace, things tend to recover a lot quicker, um, essentially. So, you know, that's that's what I always like about selling in the US in particular anyway as well. Yeah. So anything else to add there, Matt, from your point of view? Yeah, the, only, the only observation I've had is obviously that it's very geographical. And um, I, I can see this. I can see this in America. Whether this will come over to the UK, I don't know. Because the geographical restrictions are, I mean, if you think about the UK, you know, you, you can drive point to point in a day. You can drive from the furthest point to the furthest point in a day. Whereas America, you're looking at like a week. So I, I don't know if this is going to come into the UK. It will be interesting to see. I think if it works very well for Amazon um, and it work, has the desired effect, I think it will, they'll bring it in because, it, you know, obviously we don't have the distance problem, but we do have a way more congestion problem. So obviously certain areas is, are more heavily congested. And if they can process stop more quickly by spreading it out, you know, to different areas, that might, that might impact this in the U coming to the UK. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we'll see this for the reasons it's in been introduced in the US geographically, but I think we will see the option to pay to play. Um, so yeah, Amazon yeah. will, it's a bit like at this moment in time, you can pay to disperse, uh, disperse your funds quicker. That's why they've removed the 24 hour disbursement from age accounts and they've made it a paid option. Dude. Because you know, I know. Sorry, I know. I know that that's still it's not gone yet, but I, I believe it's I know, going. But it's going. It's going. <laughs> it's going. Uh, so that's what we're seeing here: is you're having things removed, and the, you're being um, replaced. So unfortunately, these type of things, if they do come into the UK, they are going to benefit bigger sellers. Definitely, bigger sellers, bigger margins, um, and it's not going to be something that is going to be immensely helpful for new sellers to start with. You almost, it's going to be have, maybe going to have to be something that people are going to suck up, but this is a lot of ifs, buts, maybes, whys, you know, so I wouldn't get too um, freaked out about this. We're talking because many of our, our people that watch this, our audience do sell in the U S so from that point of view and just discussion as to whether or not it will come over. So I don't think these extra fees will come over as as mandatory for the reasons we've discussed but i do think a pay to play option will come in that you will be able to pay an extra amount so if you're doing something like unique bundles where margins are so much higher than standard arbitrage then that might be a consideration for you because your stock will land quicker um you will get better option to manage your inventory which make no doubt about it 
this is the biggest priority for Amazon now for 2024. People who do not manage their inventory, um, you know, as per what Amazon wants, forget about it. You know, it's uh, it's it's not going to be something you can get away with anymore. You will either get punished by um, not getting the buy box, getting charged, or you know, just general restrictions on your account, essentially. Yeah. So inventory management has become like the new orange or the new black <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah um this moves us on to the new low inventory fee which i think most people focused on okay yeah. now this is what i do think will come to the to the uk so uh if this works and amazon increase their bottom line and increase their overall effectiveness of their fulfillment centers whilst also maintaining customer experience then i see no reason whatsoever this has nothing to do with geographical locations or anything like that this is to do again with pure pure inventory management and overstocking in fulfillment centers which we all know is a big problem for amazon so i think this is something we will see coming to the uk at some point so starting from the 1st of april there will be a no uh, sorry a low inventory level fee now when you go into this i i uh, i can share the links in the group so you can go in and read it yourself so there's all different fees um and it's all done on i think it's yeah it's cubic foot in in this place and it and and it well there's two fees here so there's cubic there's an overstockage fee but then there's also a fee that is going to be charged per unit after sale if it is considered to be um something that falls within the realm of low inventory so let's talk about how this is going to impact um amazon sellers and how it's going to impact arbitrage sellers. For once, yeah. I think this is going to be something that is going to hurt arbitrage sellers. Okay. From a US point of view, definitely, because it's obviously it's happening in the US. From a UK point of view, maybe, because we don't know if this is going to come over in a, a US. So uh, don't panic. It's not in the US yet. Uh, sorry, in the UK yet. So you don't really have to do anything. But how this is going to impact arbitrage sellers the most is what we don't know i think still at this stage is whether or not this is going to be um charged at a skew level or a asin level so what we mean by that is it going to consider amazon you the seller to have too low an inventory or is it going to consider the listing the asin yeah, overall as holding <laughs> low infantry so matt i'll let you jump in here yeah because i i think you uh you lean one way on this more than the other yeah i mean i, I it's really difficult to, i honestly we don't know the truth is we don't know which way it's going to go um if it's going to be to an individual seller level or whether it's going to be to like you said the, the listing level i'm leaning towards it's going to be the individual seller um I, one thing as well one thing that isn't clear and i, I haven't been able to clarify is if it's a if your low stock rate is based on the percentage of the amount of stock you've shipped because i don't know it's, it's going to be very unfair well maybe this is just the way it is particularly for those who do retail arbitrage online arbitrage let's say let's say a, a skew sells 100 pieces a month you source 30 
So you're going to fall into low stock because you're not carrying enough stock, but you've sent mm. all your stock in because you've only sent 30. Is Amazon going to penalize you based on the percentages of stock you've sent in? I, you know, you've sent in, you've not sent in 30 days worth of stock. Therefore you're going to be affected by this fee, but you could never send 30 days worth of stock because you can't get it. Can't physically get it. Or are they just going to, or are they going to go, well, as a percentage of stock, you know, you're, you're under the amount of, of days, you know, you've not overstocked and you've gone understock. You're just at the level. Um, I, I think it's going to be, I think truthfully, I think this fees, you're going to have to add it onto every single unit you sell as an arbitrager because you're never going to be, unless you're never going to be able to, to work this. I don't think truthfully, maybe no. on a few, maybe on a few SKUs, you know, if you've got some goods replenish, I mean, replenishable skews this won't be a problem for but no, replenishable skews. yeah it's it's going to be a bit of a nightmare to be perfectly honest and the truth is like matt says we don't really know uh nor's asked just a bit confused is the infantry low level uh service fee going to be an option uh an op uh, optional no it won't no. be if you fall foul of it then you're going to get charged I see two big issues here. One, I, I'm glad I don't have to do this, by the way. Um, but I don't know how the, you know, Bible process, uh, the calculator, I don't know how I'm going to work it out because this no. is going to be charged post-sale. Yeah. Um, so we don't know if it's going to be a percentage. We don't know. Hopefully it will just be a percentage and it will just be something you can add, you know, and a marker. But then how do you know? If it's low infantry until you do it, it's it's just going to be a bit of a nightmare for estimating fees. So I almost think uh, unless Amazon come out and give this information, which they could do, um, I almost think that there's got to be in the calculators, then maybe it's going to have to be an X amount of percentage for like a, um, what do they call it? Like a, a rainy day, rainy day um, allocation, yeah, yeah, an allocation or something it's like just that. Come to my mind as well is how they're going to calculate this, because um, yeah, you know they say like a good example, you know, so you've got a skew. December sells a thousand pieces. It, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say it's Christmas trees. December, November, November and December are going to be selling thousands of pieces a month. January, that skew is going to fall off a cliff. Now it doesn't mean that yeah. it won't sell, but you might, but a month's worth of stock might be fifty pieces rather than a thousand pieces is amazon going to go well you've not sent a month's worth of stock in because last month you sold a thousand pieces you know there's a there's a lot i th i personally think there's going to be a lot of blowback on this because i think they've thought they've not quite thought it through and mm -hmm. i don't think they've thought it through for all the sellers you know if you if you are amazon and you buy a product from a supplier and you just restock it every month month in month out or you've got your own private label product this is not a problem. You just manage. You just need to make sure you're on it for your for your levels, and you're not overshipping or undershipping. But for for the majority of sellers who do any kind of arbitrage or wholesale, um, this is going to be a nightmare to manage. And I think the the basic thing is Amazon's increasing its fee by low inventory amount, and you're just going to have to put that into your margins and just go. This is this is this is part of the fulfillment fee, and that's that's how we're going to work it in our business. Fulfillment fees have gone up by x amount as a percentage yeah i almost think it says if you go back up to the top and it says all of these kind of changes you know we're anticipating that it's going to be an average increase of about 15 cents overall so it'll probably have to be an arbitrary amount that kind of goes in um on each on on each 
products that you sell. Uh, but again, lots lots of ifs and buts. We don't 100% know what's going to happen here. Uh, I've heard a few people say, like Joe saying there, I hope it's not worked out on, you know, the <laughs> what they tell you, because that information is incredibly skewed. Again, I know it always feels like I'm defending Amazon a bit, but I think that I look at it in a slightly different way. Those mm. restock, you know, restock suggestions that they make, uh, they look quite simply, you know, ridiculous. But obviously, they're based on the ASIN. They're not based on an individual seller. So Amazon can't be all things to all people. Whilst it does acknowledge that resellers and sharing of listings is perfectly acceptable as an Amazon seller, it doesn't cater for it uh, yeah. in any of their algorithm. Well, apart from buy books, obviously. But it doesn't cater for it in in a lot of their data. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, we think, oh, OK, well, I'm fully stocked, but the ASIN might not. So if they do it at an ASIN level, is everyone going to get it? Even the people that hold the highest levels of stock? I'm inclined to agree with you, Matt. I think it's going to be more at a seller level. But how are they going to work out that metric? Um, I think the only saving grace, which this is why I wanted to run through this, because... It's very easy to, you know, I posted this um, shared from Thomas Parkinson's page. You know, that's where I first saw it because Thomas posted it first. And I think it's very easy just to pick out what people are saying, low inventory fee, low inventory fee. But Amazon gives us some clues that if you read it and you digest it a little bit more, you can see the fee applies if you carry consistent, uh, consistently low levels of inventory relative to unit sales. So the key word here is consistently. So from an arbitrage point of view, if you are, if it's not a replan and you only sell it the once and you sell 10 units of it, do you not get charged it? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. We, we don't <clears throat> maybe know. Maybe if you get in and in and out on a skew, then yeah. it doesn't it doesn't affect you. Maybe maybe that's how they will how they will implement it. But how do they measure that? We don't it's, know. It's so. Yeah. So, again, I mean, again, there's so many variables because, like, what if Amazon runs a pro, what if Amazon runs a promo on a product that will skew all the data? You know, if yeah. Amazon if Amazon price matches a competitor because they they price match and and they sell thousands more pieces than is normal because they're price matching a competitor on a, on a promotion, that mm -hmm. skews the whole skew in terms of the sales levels and what and what you purchased may well be the perfect amount of stock. But yeah. somebody's skewed the data, which you have no control over. That, yeah. That's the unfair part for me is that, like, you know, you, you may well sell it. You can do all your calculations perfectly, and an external factor can come in, which you've got no control over, including Amazon themselves, and just go, yeah, you, all your data is wrong. You know, you've, you've understocked now because we've, we've come in. We've, we've sold it 50% of the price and promotion. We've sold three times the units, and now you've, you've, you've not got enough stock. So it's got, I don't, I don't know how they're going to manage this. Again, this is a US thing. It'd be interesting to see. I think one of the things with Amazon is I've seen a lot of things come and go. Yeah. Um, and I I truthfully think that this is going to be not, not the placement, inventory placement, but the low inventory fee is going to be something that will either come and go or will be tweaked because it, it's too unfair on sellers how, how to administer it. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know how they will do it. I think that's my prediction yeah, that's for this, a very this, positive this. way to look at it. I, I, I think I think this will be gone by July 
next it year. Could, or it'll it be could. tweaked. They get rid of stuff for sure. I think the most unfair part is um, the fact, going back, if you look at the top one, that someone will pay for infantry placement, get a higher percentage of the buy box, get more sales, and then someone could get penalised for having low infantry. So it's like a double whammy. You lose the buy box. Potentially, again, this might have another thing. Do you know why I think this is going to get removed? Because it will affect customers. Because sellers particularly a very low mm. low profit product, as in they've got very, not margin necessarily, but you know, if you're selling something for five, $5, let's say, you've got 20 cents. This fee could be your entire profit. Will sellers artificially increase the price so they don't get the low inventory fee? That's bad for Amazon customers, and that's Amazon's big red red, red flag. I, I think that if they see sellers, not, not necessarily doing anything wrong because they're trying to not get the low inventory, they're trying to reduce the sell-through rate to not pay a low inventory fee, therefore mm. the price goes up, that's bad for Amazon's customers. So that's what that's the reason I think this will go. Yeah, absolutely. That's my big, bold statement of the day. Big, bold statement. We love big, bold statements. Uh, <laughs> my big, bold statement is still yet to come true. Spoiler alert. For, I think every year for about the last seven years, I've been saying, I think they'll increase the professional seller fee. I think that and it still takes <laughs> never changes. And it never changed. I've become one of those people, you know, that constantly predict doom and gloom. Um, you know, oh, you know, batting down the hatches, going to be a tough year next year. Well, if you say it every year, one year you're going to be right. And that's how I feel about <laughs> saying the professional seller fee. I say it every year and one year I'll be right. Um, but yeah, it hasn't come to fruition yet. Yeah. So that's a bit more about the low inventory fee, which I know was freaking people out a little bit. Um, we don't know. <laughs> and hours are talking and we still don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, you know, what comes into effect and see how people uh, react to it. Um, there's also, so moving on from that one, as we find out more, like I said, the beauty of what we do now is there's so many sellers that are selling in the US uh, that are involved in our, you know, in our communities and part of our audience that, you know, we're, it, we used to have to wait for stuff to be implemented in the UK because very few people actually uh, sold in the US, but now we'll have fair warning um, yeah. of, you know, what's going to happen. And it, then if it does come over here, it won't be as big a shock. So, you know, the poor old US guys uh, take a hit for everyone, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, again, there's some details. I'm not going to go into this about non-peak monthly storage fees, which, oh, my goodness, again, We've all been hit so hard on that this year. It was one of the uh, decisions we took when our account was restricted, why we had a bit of a fire sale and got rid of, you know, a big amount of our stock because we were being charged hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars. I've seen people's storage fees run into the thousands of dollars this month. So um, they're going to be reducing that, but increasing in other areas again, uh, who knows? We'll have to wait and see when it comes yeah, we, through. We, we, paid, we paid about £2,000 in storage fees as well. Yeah. I, the, normally <laughs> the fees go up by a third, but anyone's fees I know have not gone up by a third. It's almost been like 6x. Ours, ours, was, double, ours was double double yeah. what, we, what we would pay normally. Yeah. So unfortunately, it is not what they've said on uh, on the tin. Uh, also, a few, do you know, apparel, uh, I'm not going to go into that because I think few, so, a few, so many few people 
sell it if that's an oxymoron you know what i mean but have a read of that if you need to if you're into clothes i, do, I, I don't want to get into it but i do think that's a very underserved market to be fair so it is. If you're looking for something to sell apparel and amazon's really pushing apparel because they, they know that they're very weak on it compared to obviously a lot of their competitors so i think for me whilst i i try and live uh not in the you know of the mindset of i wouldn't sell anything that i'm not interested in for me i have to see a compelling reason to buy from the amazon platform and i know millions of people do buy clothing and apparel from the amazon platform i think because i wouldn't or i don't um i really struggle to kind of get into that market but i completely agree great niche area um if you're able to do it and but you know you've got to have a resolve of iron unfortunately because there's a very high return rate so there's a few things that amazon do very much give you specialist treatment for in the apparel area because obviously they know that return rate is so high so yeah, yeah if you can stomach it great um, but for me, it, I just don't connect the dots on them, unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> if you are going to apparel, top tip from me, consider accessories and shoes rather than actual clothing items because yeah. you have way less returns on hats, gloves, scarves, shoes uh, than you do on clothing itself because people have style and fit choices, whereas generally speaking, mm -hmm. a pair of shoes will fit. If you're a size 9, they'll fit a size 9, so... You, get, you will get returns, don't get me wrong, and there'll be very high return rates, but the, you get less with those specific categories than you do uh, with garments, shall we say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, blah, 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 Amazon Vine, they're introducing um, lower costs for that. Uh, if you create your own listings, more particularly for private label, that's more relevant to you. It's quite a good program, but yeah, we might, do, we might have a video or do a video on on vine at some point it's okay um usa fba new selection program so they're going to expand the benefits as part of that right this is quiz time can anybody guess and matt has already spoiler alerted at this i think without knowing can anybody guess why they well i'll probably i'll tell you what the fba new selection program is for anyone that doesn't know but can anybody guess why they're going to expand the benefits of the FBA new selection program based on everything that we've discussed so far? So I'll let you guys think about the answers on that. So why are they going to increase, uh, increase the benefits for the FBA new selection program? Let me tell you what the FBA new selection program is for those who don't already know. It is essentially giving benefits, credits, reduction in fees, percentage-wise, but also monetary amounts for new listings created on Amazon. So bringing new blood to the Amazon catalog. So why would you think Amazon is going to want to incentivize new listings being created on Amazon in this moment in time? I won't answer. I'll let people answer. <laughs> Just give it. A, give, I'll give it a few minutes. I'll give it a few minutes. I can't see anyone answering at the moment. Oh, I thought that was. I thought that was an answer card. We can't. You know, if this was the hive, I'd hang around and and see if anyone uh, got it. <laughs> in. It's essentially what Matt said earlier. What's going to happen with this? Definitely, uh, you know, the new low inventory fee 
is you're going to see a lot less people wanting to sell on shared listings, wanting their own listings uh, and creating their own listings and people not facilitating and sending in the inventory on shared listings it, because it's just not going to be profitable to do so. So they're incentivizing people to create their own listings, I think, because they anticipate this is going to sell shared listing. This is going to hit shared listing sellers harder. Um, so therefore, it wants them to not necessarily take that and just create their own listing, which you can't do, but get a bit more creative in bringing other products to the Amazon catalog. That's why I think they're going to be doing it. Kind of makes sense oh, to me. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. They just, if they're going to be, if there's going to be a reducer, they just don't <laughs> want their sellers going elsewhere. It's as simple as that. Increased competition, like I said, from TikTok shop, from Timu, from places like that. They want to ensure that the Amazon catalog stays as rich as possible. If somebody types in something on Amazon, that that market is being facilitated and therefore you are being rewarded for it. Again, this is why we have a very, very specific selling strategy um, that we cover in the Hive that deals with creating new listings and the continuation or the continuity and consistency of creating new listings, uh, why that is so important in Amazon 2024 and beyond. Just doing what we teach or in the Hive um, is going to get you ahead of the competition for sure. above anyone else anyway. So, you know, without even, you know, taking that stuff into account, there's quite a lot of psychology that goes into and, and having a really strong and deep understanding of the Amazon platform, you know, through that experience of selling on it for years and, and working out as a collective and cohesive unit, um, what Amazon wants, because they don't tell us, we have to guess, and then we have to test, and then we have to put the procedures in place, and then we have to, you know, let everyone know. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, what, that's all of what we that's do. It. And the thing is, as a business, the bigger you grow, the more the more time you've got to test these things. So, and the more money you've got to test these things. That's so one of the advantages of, of us as, as you know, bigger business owners is that we, we, I can put resources into testing these things and see what works and what doesn't essentially yeah, and absolutely. save you guys the time and effort of doing it. So when someone asks me a question, can I show you how to create a bundle listing and do this and do that? I, I'm not being mean when I say join the hive. It's because, you know, years has gone into all of this years of effort, testing, cohesive and collaborative working with other um, Amazon sellers and, you know, members of the Hive community and, you know, former ESA community. So I'm just not being mean when I say, no, I can't give you that information. It's in the Hive. Please join. People think I'm doing a cash grab. I'm absolutely not. It's I just can't give that information away for free because it's also not my information. Essentially, it's yeah. been in some cases it's been born out of me working with other sellers, um, yeah, you know, and it's sure. disrespectful to them. So that's why me not being awkward, I promise. Um, <laughs> uh, then there's a few more things to go on, and they talk about returns, processing fees, uh, disposal, age infantry prep, uh, inbound defect fees. This is going to be interesting. Um, so this is going to – has anyone noticed how much more, especially in the U.S., you're getting more shipment problems? 
and uh, shipment investigations and all of this type of thing. Unfortunately, I think one area that we are, for, I mean, it's been happening and it's been deteriorating for years anyway, but I almost think the days of Amazon reimbursement for a lot of stuff are pretty much numbered. I mean, if I had to put a percentage on it now, it's, you you know, you probably get 20% back or, or, you know, maybe 30% or something like that. Unfortunately, reimbursements are going to get smaller and they're going to get harder to, to get from Amazon. You will be able to get them, but, you know, it is really a case of making sure you're maximizing all of the strategies for you to be able to get them. So uh, that is the thing that I think is going to bite a lot of people on the bum. Lost inventory. Yeah. All of that rubbish, unfortunately. So I got nothing good to say about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and as well, I think the problem is now is whereas the inventory defects, a lot of them are Amazon's mistake. And we, we I'm sure most of you experienced this. Before it was, I accept this, move on with your life. Now you're going to have to fight to get the fee reimbursed because they get them to admit that they were wrong. That's the that's the real kicker here. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that we're going to be, again, focusing on in the hive is ensuring that you have all of this information at your fingertips, that you're able to just put it as part of, you know, the process of being able to run your business and ensuring that no stone is left unturned uh, and you're maximizing as much as you can get back as possible. But again, you know, if you're a big, 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 big reseller, arbitrage seller, something like that, a lot of this stuff is harder to manage than, you know, having 30 of your own bundle listings where it's uh, it's a lot easier uh, to track. But I mean, I'm not advocating one seller, one selling method over another, because I think there's still, you know, um, massive gains to be had in, uh, you know, standard reselling. I just think variety is the spice of life. So, um, you know, have a, have a bit of everything for a happy well i was going to say happy wife happy life happy amazon <laughs> happy life you know, happy, amazon, yeah. happy, Am happy jeff happy life that's got to be the new uh the new acronym i think for sure so a few other little things in there um you know taking into account oversized um i'm sure there will be something uh, to do with small and light and all the faff and the removal. And, you know, that's something that kind of just flip flops. I think big and bulky, small and light, extra large, oversized. I think that's quite a fluid thing for Amazon, depending on what they're seeing on their bottom line. So by, by those sort of things, I never like to go into them in too much detail because they always seem to be changing. So that's something that you've just got just again, variety is the spice of life. If you were someone that was just a small and light seller, you were you were massively penalized over, you know, and probably lost a big part of your business over the last couple of months. So um, again, just a bit of everything is uh, is is going to be the way moving forward. That's that's the way that I see it. But done strategically, and that's what our profit sting is going to be about when that is released uh, early part of next year. So again, returns processing fee that's to do with apparel. Most changes are coming into effect from March, so there's nothing really before the first of March. I think the low inventory one comes in on April Fool's Day, which the irony of that is is mind blowing. Um, <laughs> Maybe look at it from the big email and say, "Are you jokes on you?" Are we joking? <laughs> April Fool's? No, I don't think they will, unfortunately. So uh, all of the fees and changes are available. Um, you should be able to if you've not got the US um, uh, seller 
uh, enabled on your account, you won't be able to go into these individually. But I'll put a link up so you can go to it from your app. You should be able to access it from your Amazon account, even if you're not selling in the US. Um, but I just love, obviously, uh, this last part. But we appreciate you taking the time to understand these news fees, how they can continue to provide you with great value and how they help us to continue to partner together to offer amazing customer service whilst reducing our collective costs to do so. Uh, we wish you a happy and oh, sorry, a healthy and a prosperous holiday season. We thank you for your continued partnership. So there we go. We're Amazon partners, don't you know? um so yeah yeah we're partners just not equal partners exactly (laughs) exactly brings in the old uh, george orwell some are more equal than others i.e amazon yes yes very true so i'm gonna i'm gonna come back so hopefully that was helpful guys uh again i appreciate it's not going to be something that um is going to impact on everyone in all the different ways uh especially uh, this is US based at the moment, but top spoiler alert, I do think that low inventory fee is going to be coming in at some point next year. If I had to hazard a guess, I would say start of Q2 because that, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, start of Q3 or maybe June, something like that. So, uh, or just if before. It's not, if it's not been scrapped. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> been scrapped uh, by then. Um, Cindy says, do you think they asked chat GPT to write something to take the sting out? And that was oh, like a, poop, it was like a poop sandwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like a poop sandwich. Do you know what, Sean? I completely agree. Sean said, I just had the UPI, uh, UPS driver come to mind saying there's no way they're near as busy as last Q4. I agree. It is not as busy. Uh, the, but the, don't forget, that's probably because raw mail was on strike last Q4. Mm-hmm. And the UPS was taking a lot of their volumes. So yeah, um, this is the, the logistics this networks run a lot smoother this year because Raw Mail is is fully operational. Whereas last year, obviously they were on strike, which meant DPD, DHL, UPS got all their volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I didn't think I think they didn't think, and I certainly I didn't think that Raw Mail would actually go ahead with the strikes. And as many as they did, when I got the notification through last year, I was like oh yeah they're gonna you know they're gonna they'll can it they're never gonna strike on black friday don't be daft or cyber monday yeah they did and it, and, it, and i don't think any of the courier networks prepared for it and that's why it all just ground to a halt and amazon logistics was the only people still running really at any sort of reasonable capacity yeah um i agree um but i do also think the overall amazon um demand is down this year and again for many different reasons it's not just one thing you know we're still and you guys are probably oh shut up stop banging on about it we're still feeling the effects of the reduction because of the pandemic yeah you know that's still going on now so um you know not not massively as it was this time last q4 where we saw a reduction based on the two bumper years before that uh yeah cost of living just everything 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 um you know so it's it's that time of year but what i would say whoever holds the last stock wins so we've still got 11 beautiful days of yeah. q4 left because the the dates work really well this year so just make sure um you're maximizing profit as much as possible between now and then uh, but what i will say is 
this year i don't know yeah matt matt called it a couple of months ago it's more even this year we're definitely not seeing way, way more consistent yeah yeah so what i will say is you will always get that last five to seven days of like crazy crazy craziness um but at the same time for me i would see it as this year if it's seasonal based uh don't try and hold out for price okay it's more important you sell your stock okay if you're expired products again it's more important you sell your stock okay uh january is going to be busy it's as simple as that but if you're selling something like lego that's tanked don't worry about selling that sort of thing um, because you've already paid your storage fees by now. So it's really not going to make that much difference. You, you, What I'm saying is take time to look at your inventory at this time of year because you may have decreased some part on some of your sourcing. You may be taking your foot off the gas a little bit. Um, then, you know, enjoying coming in the run up to the Christmas period. Now is time maybe just to spend a little bit extra time looking at your infantry. But, Absolutely. yeah, big thing. <laughs> oh, Sean. <laughs> Do you know what? Like I said, never say never. Never say never if 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 something like... I just don't think they'd be able to get away with it now. I just don't think... I think there would be absolute uproar uh, if that was the case. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I just don't think people will listen, you know, and... Um, but another conversation another day. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it next time. But I did want to talk about it today, but we're already 20 past uh, the hour. And we have been chit-chatting away for an hour and 20 minutes. But one of the big things I want to talk about is the big introduction that Amazon is going to be using uh, AI uh, next year. They are bringing out something called Amazon Q, uh, which is essentially going to be the AI version of seller support god help us <laughs> oh, i don't know i don't know if it's good or bad um i don't know yeah i don't know the thing about ai is if you can manage it then you can you can manipulate it yeah but it's been favorable it, outcomes but it's going to be managed by the people that run seller support so i don't can it can it get any worse? Would be my answer, and I think the answer is probably oh. no. So probably not. And it's going to be it's going to be so much more heavily bot bot focused though, <laughs> as well. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, don't maybe. Know. the thing for me though, I wouldn't mind it if simple things got resolved more quickly. You know, my listing is in stranded, or can you can you reallocate the stock, or this listing is suppressed? Can you fix it? If it fixes those things more quickly, then that would be a bonus. I would say, because yeah. that's what I find is the biggest challenge is very simple things are very difficult to, to achieve and they shouldn't be. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. you know, we've got a few conflicting things here. We've got AI is going to take jobs. Absolutely. We always knew it oh, would. But, any yeah, any we... low level admin jobs are gone in a few years. Yeah. And, you know, there's even things that we're going to implement into the hive that unfortunately is probably, well, I mean, it's going to be great for hive members and things like that because they're going to be able to reduce staffing costs. And, but at the same time, um, it is going to cost people jobs. But what do you do? Do you kind of, do you move with the times or, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, I'm for the first time, in a long time i don't know i feel like last year i could call you know the january last year i could call this year and i think for most part we've been right overall between yeah. us all 
you know, not just me and Matt, you know, all of you guys that participate in all of this as well and other communities and people that run those communities, big sellers like Thomas. And, you know, I think overall we've been right um, with what it's, what's going to happen. The only thing I know about next year is you guys are going to have to be in control of your own fate more. That's what I know. And I believe I know the best way to be able to do that. And guess what? It's in the hive. <laughs> no. Uh, it is there has to be an element of you being in control of it and it's believe me it's not me selling that amazon's telling you that that's what they're telling you in these updates inventory management is going to be key it is going to be the you know the bee's knees and that genuinely wasn't a pun um it is going to be the top of everything for 2024. So, you know, regardless if you join the hive or do anything like that, get your inventory in order because you're going to get punished if you don't. And if you do get your inventory in order, you're going to get rewarded. For sure. And um, just, I just realized we missed a question at the start. I'm not sure oh. if we saw this. It was, it was right at the very beginning. Oh, so no. I Oh, that I was, I think it was Sylvia. I'm so sorry, Sylvia. Are you still here? Uh, I'll, I do... I'll, I'll, I'll tag her in it and tell her it's at the end, if anyway, afterwards. Just so, um, but yes, I think this is one for you. Okay. So uh, I got a question. If my business is in Germany, can I still get the GTINs from GS1 or would I have to buy the G? Yeah, get them from the UK. Uh, they are so much more expensive. So whenever we sell in the US, we use UK. We don't have different accounts for different countries. It is a universal um, account. So I, I still don't know why they do it. I think it's just to, um, yeah, Probably. I just, I, yeah, I don't know why they do it because, yeah, you can <clears throat> utilize them in any country around the world. They're worldwide barcodes, aren't they? That's oh, the whole Sylvia's point. still here. Great. Apologies. Oh, good. Oh, good. Glad you... Sorry for the wait, but you got there in the end. <laughs> yeah, just buy the UK ones. And also, there is a, a discount code as well 20% off, but I can't remember what it is. I will be able to, uh, the discount code. So if, Sylvia, I think, yeah, you are in the hive. Um, discount code, search the hive. There's a 20% off for that on top of that as well don't go for the hundred buy the thousand it's worth the extra 20 quid and then there's a 20 percent off anyway as well so uh but i will post that in the group i'm not that tight and saying oh hive members only because it's not a hive discount it's a, it's a it's a genuine and one i missed actually i like i'm a discount ninja but someone else found that one i didn't so yeah can't take credit for that one for sure Right, guys. Has anyone seen the film about Skynet? Oh, I don't know if I want to. When you are a '90s child and you've grown up with Terminator, I, I try and avoid anything to do with the Skynet. World's going I, I, very iRobot, isn't it? Will Smith. Yes, or uh, yes, it is. I was just trying to think of the name of uh, iRobot. Who wrote it? I think it was uh, begins with I. En twenty. There we go. Thanks, uh, thanks, Cindy. Appreciate it. That's the twenty percent off. I think it was Cindy that found it. Actually, I can't remember. Ah, um, oh, that 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 author's name's going to annoy it me. AI. It wasn't a dot a dot i, was it? <laughs> no, the author's name. It's going. It's like I always get confused with Brunel, and it's not Brunel because it's like it's Bard Brunel. Oh, what's he called? Oh well. Anyway, that's going to annoy me. I'm gonna look it up in the minute. The author of that. Uh, wrote it god knows how many years ago but it's becoming true now um so yeah For sure it's really gonna annoy me i'm glad i'm not on pub quiz tonight 
<laughs> there's a new one about Netflix, about no internet, etc. Do you know what? I've heard that that's the new conspiracy, um, that that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a power or there's going to be an internet outage. Okay. That that's going to, the internet's going to go out for like three months and that's how they're going to get us back under control and that. I don't know where I saw it, but yeah, that's, that's, oh. a, I know, I know. Tesla's crashing. Oh my God. Right. Oh dear. Watch out, Matt. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on that note let's not go down that let's not go down that, we'll rabbit, go down hole. that rabbit hole here. yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll leave it here because we could talk about ai we'll talk about okay. ai at the meetup how about that let's have a big conversation about ai there exactly exactly yeah get your tinfoil hat ready for sure for sure right guys well um great to see you all thank you very much uh i do think we've got another nevermore uh, beyond the buy box uh next week but we just got to fire confirm the dates because obviously kids have broken up this week, which I wasn't expecting. Um, so we're just changing all the dates around and everything like that. So uh, I'm pretty sure there will be one next week. Um, and um, yeah, but we'll it, me and Johnny can do it. We'll definitely be one. Yeah, definitely it may be. A, yeah, there um, will be. Okay, Matt's confirmed it. Matt's, we're, Matt's we're doing one next week, and then and then after that, it'll be the 9th of January. Will be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't. We doing one on the second or not? First day back? No, no way, <laughs> no way, no way for sure. Okay, so, okay, ninth, ninth, ninth will be the, will be the return. So there will be one next week. Then there will be one next week, and yeah, Christmas jumper alert for sure. Yes, Christmas jumpers. The Christmas jumpers are mandatory for next week's Beyond the Buy Box. Definitely, definitely. So, but we're just going to confirm what date and time because we've also got the hive as well uh, that we've got to do uh, a session for next week as well. So, uh, we will see you next week. The boss has spoken. He who must be obeyed uh, has spoken. So, uh, yeah, it's because you can. You're in charge of everything. That's okay. that's how I get through life. <laughs> mats are in charge of everything. <laughs> the mats. The mats. The mats. The that for sure right have a great week everyone enjoy this last week and like i said uh if things start to ease up a little bit it's okay just go with the flow enjoy it the rest of the world's going to be off in a few weeks so uh you know if things are starting to slow down for you embrace it if you're ever going to do it this is the time uh to be able to do it so uh we'll see you next week have a good week guys see you soon bye, bye.